0: Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, 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 Hallelujah. Y ratada yokosha yakaradai, sikasha yakarada. Y ratada yokosha yakaradai, sikuri Ira ra ra yo ko sho yo kara dai si kar ra ra yo kasha yo kara dai i ko sho ryo si kar yo kasha yo yo ko yo kara si yo si yo tried to wear you out he is wearying the Saints of the Most High but I have come to give you life I am the Most High and I will give you life I will give you life today I will give you strength the enemy comes in like a flood but I will stand against him but you must hide in me I will protect you I am with you Nothing can separate you from my love. But you must come close to me and hide in my love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Rehasatna, your Rabbi. Oh, <concentrated> <Alleluia. Hallelujah. coughs> <coughs> <Alleluia. coughs> Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> thank you, Jesus. thank you, Hallelujah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. 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 Why well, don't you remain standing with me today? Um, what we'll a cruise if you can come. We're going to give you uh, a chance, a time here to <coughs> give your tithing, your offering to the Lord. Father, come in your presence to We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you bless this congregation. I ask you, Lord, that you would bless the ones who have and the ones who have. And I ask you that you continue blessing us. somebody around you before you see it. Well, <laughs> remain standing. Don't sit down. <laughs> Well, welcome everybody here today It's good to see you in the house of God And uh, I can tell you that, that What has happened here already Is ordained of God And it it, it God has just this wonderful way Of, of doing things that, that We don't even know we, we, we don't understand Until we see what what God is doing. Hallelujah. I want to take a moment here this morning. I just want to read a, a passage of scripture uh, out of 1 Kings chapter 8. And uh, I'm going to read a few verses here. If you would, remain standing with me. 1 uh, Kings chapter 8, beginning in verse 22. This passage is referred to as Solomon's uh, blessing over the, over the temple. Solomon had just built the temple, and he's there. He's he's brought the ark back to the temple. The the glory cloud of God had filled the temple, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he he stands up before the people. He's there before them. He turns and faces the temple, and he falls on his knees. The, The king of the nation, the most wise falls on his knees, lifts his hands in the air to the Lord and begins to speak these words. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands towards heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like me in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepest covenants and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who has kept with thy servant David my father that that thou promised him and spakest also with thy mouth and has fulfilled it with thine hand as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, Keep with thy servant David, my father, that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified which thou spakest unto thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heavens of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have built. Yet Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O my Lord God. To hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee today. That thine eyes may be opened toward this house night and day. Even toward the place of which thou hast said, my name shall be there. That thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make towards this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant, and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray towards this place. And this last part stands out so strongly to me. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. Why don't you put your Bibles down today? Let's... Let's lift our hands. Let's pray unto God and ask God not only to hear, but to forgive today and just to do a work among us. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you that there is no other God but you, Lord. God, you and you alone are the Almighty. God, and we lift up your name today, God. Lord, and we know, God, that you hear the prayers, God, that your people pray unto you, unto your name, when we call on you, God, when we cry out to you, God. Lord, you hear us, and you are faithful, God. Lord, to forgive us, God. Lord, and to do the work among your people, God. Oh, God, we're so thankful for it. And God, we ask today... Lord, that you would hear our cry. God, hear our cry and do the work that is needed to be done, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, bless us and anoint us today, God. Lord, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated today. This passage, uh, it it, it represents the the beginning of something new, the beginning of a a permanent place where the presence of God dwelt with man, a place where the nation of Israel could come and worship God. Not a a tabernacle of tents that, that was moved, but a place that was permanent. A place where the Ark of the Covenant dwelt, where the presence of God dwelt, where they could turn towards that place and call on the name Jehovah. They could call on God. And they have the confidence and the reassurance that God would hear them and would answer them. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful today. That, that we can call on God and that he hears us and he answers us. Yeah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I, I've said many times and I know others have said the same. I don't know how people make it through this life on their own. How can you walk the, the, the path that we have and not know Jesus? Right. How can you make it without having a, a loving father that guides you and directs you and provides for you and cares for you, that comforts you and strengthens you, a God that will bring joy and peace to you. Oh, I'm so thankful today for, for Jesus. I'm thankful that I know Him and that He knows me. Oh, Hallelujah! Today, I want to I want to speak for just a short time here. Uh, About the time for prayer is now We don't have time to just Put it off I know that that this church has been built on prayer We have made that a priority in this church That we are a people that pray And I, I thank you for that I thank you that you are consistent That you are faithful in your prayers And in praying I thank you that you have have seen the significance and the importance of prayer. I believe that that is what Solomon was trying to impart to the people that that, that were hearing him say this prayer to God. And in the verses that follow what we just read, he, he identifies seven different times that prayer is significant. Where, where God's people need to pray. Let me just quickly touch base or, or, or touch on these and uh, share these with you. The first time or, or the first one that he talks about is one that's very personal to us. It's not just for the nation, but it's for that person individually. And you can find this in verses 31 and 32. And it is when a man trespasses against his neighbor. Anybody here ever had one of those situations, maybe with your neighbor where, where there was a disagreement, you know, or your you know your trash can's over on my property or, or you know, your 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 lawn guy blew the gr- grass clippings over into my yard, you know.
1: You know, all these
0: important things that can separate us. Your fence is an inch over the line. You need to move (laughs) But verse 31 tells us If any man trespass against his neighbor And an oath be laid upon him To cause him to swear And the oath comes before the altar In this house Then hear thou in heaven And do and judge thy servants Condemning the wicked to bring his way upon his head and justify the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. So, really, this is not just a little minor offense. This is if you have if if you're being accused by your neighbor of something that would be against the law. And in the in those days, the the custom was that they would bring you before the priest. They would bring you to the temple of God and they would cause you to take an oath to swear that, you know, this thing is not true. And then they would present it to God and if the thing was true, then you would be judged. And if the thing was not true, then the other person would be judged. Let me give you an account of in in history of of when something similar to this took place. This happened back in uh, A.D. 1575. So this has been several years back, before any of our time. Way before any of our time. And this was over in London. There was a woman by the name of Anne Avers who swore for herself, she was in a shop on Wood Street in London. And she, she stood there before her accusers and, and, and she made, uh, made a statement, something, uh, you know, praying that, that God might sink her where she stood if she had not paid for the wares that she took. In other words, you know, let God strike me dead if I haven't paid for these things. Well, obviously those things were words That she should not have uttered Because right there And then she fell down Speechless and The the history records That with a horrible stink She died That was some swift Judgment And and So Solomon here is saying that Listen you know if 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 there's a trespass against a neighbor and they they can't figure it out, they can't settle this, God, will you will will you show up on our behalf? And will you judge between us? Will you cause the the right thing to be done? Let righteousness prevail. The second time we find in verse 33 and 34, it says, And when, when thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house, hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again into the land which thou gave us unto their fathers almost like Solomon's kind of foreshadowing Israel's future here it it makes me wonder if if maybe a spirit of prophecy wasn't coming upon Solomon when he began to speak these things because if we look ahead we can see that there were many times in Israel's history or in their future that they would turn against God they would begin to sin and, and do things that were not right in the sight of God, and God would allow their enemy to come in and to, to, to come against them. And it seemed like you know, Israel at that time they would they would re- realize uh-oh, God's mad at us, we better repent. And they put away their idols, and they turned from their wicked ways, and they would turn back to God, and God would show up, he would hear their prayers, he would forgive them, and he would restore them. Thank God for the restoration. Thank God for for the grace and the mercy that he shows to us. The third time is in times of drought. Verse 35 talks about when the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee. If they pray towards his place and confess thy name and turn from their sin, when thou afflictest them, then Hear from heaven, forgive the sins of thy servants and thy people Israel, that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. Here again, listen, when, when your people mess up and they sin and they turn from you, I know that you're going to do something to try to teach them the way that they need to go. And so when you do that, God, when you withhold rain, rain here isn't just talking about, you know, uh, it's it's dry and we need some rain. But rain here is is the symbol that that he is using for prosperity because without rain, their wealth would dry up, their crops would fail, their cattle would fail, their, their industry, their, you know, their livelihood. Would, would be in a, a desperate state without rain. And so when it didn't rain, it wasn't just, oh man, we really need some water or our vegetable patch isn't going to make it. No, this was their livelihood. Their, their very wealth depended on this. And, and Solomon is praying here saying, God... I know that if they sin and they continue to, to do these things, that you're going to use whatever means it takes to, to teach them the ways that they should walk. But when they turn back to you, God, hear them and forgive them. It goes on, number four. The, the fourth one is in times of famine, pestilence, and other plagues. If you look at verse 37, it begins to talk about it. It says, if there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be ca- uh, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man. Or by all thy people people Israel Which shall know every man The plague of his own heart And spread forth his hand Towards this house Hear, forgive And restore Hear, forgive And restore Hear, forgive And restore Over and over and over Solomon is praying this God, when your people mess up I know you're going to do whatever it takes to get their attention. Oh, but when you get their attention, hear them, forgive them, restore them. Hear them, forgive them, restore them. He talks about, uh, in verse 41, he talks about when strangers come to live in the land and they begin to pray. God, they've come because they've heard of your greatness. So hear them, forgive them. Bless them. Restore them, God. Not just your people, but strangers that come. For your name's sake. Amen. In verse 44, the sixth one he talks about is when you go out to battle against your enemy. Whithersoever thou shalt send them and shalt, shalt pray unto the Lord towards the city which thou hast chosen and towards the house of That I have built for thy name. Hear thou in heaven their prayer. And their supplication. And maintain their cause. Listen when they're fighting a battle. When they're going through it. When when they're up against a strong enemy. If they call on you God. Hear them. Hear them and maintain their cause God. Show up. and, And work on their behalf. And then the. The. The seventh one and the last one that he talks about is when we sin against God. Wait a minute, pastor. We're talking about God's people. They don't sin against him. Really? Verse 46 says, if they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not. Christians sin. Saints of God sin. There's no man that sinneth not. None of us are perfect. Oh, and thank God that when we do sin, he is faithful to hear us, to forgive us, to restore us. He says that, that when they sin against thee and thou be angry with them and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captains unto the land of the enemy. Even in that situation, God, if they think about themselves and, and the land that they were carrying away to and they, they realize what they've done, they realize why they're going through what they're going through. Yeah. And, and they repent and they make supplication unto thee, they, they pray to you. They pray and ask forgiveness, saying we have sinned and done perversely and have committed wickedness. And they return to thee with all their heart, with all their soul in the land of their enemies. Then hear thou their prayer and their supplication in, in heaven and maintain their cause. Once again, he's saying, God, be merciful to them and restore them. Hear them. Forgive them. Maintain their cause. See, in all of these prayers, there is a turning to God for help, And a returning to God with all of their heart. And then there's the faithfulness of God in forgiving Restoring, maintaining their cause, helping them. Let me just tell you this: this message that I that I, the, the Lord gave me for today, I struggled with. It's not a message that I want to preach. This is not one of those evangelistic messages. That, that you're all going to be standing up, shouting, and running the aisle. But this is a message that God has given me for the church. To, to call us into a place where we need to be right now. There, are, there, are, the, the timing of God is so significant in, in the situations of our lives. Yes. If we ever... Get a hold of the fact that when God, God always shows up on time. Yes. He doesn't show up early. He doesn't show up late. But he always shows up right on time. And there is a reason. God yes. operates outside of time. He's not bound by the restrictions of time that we have. Right. He is in all of time. He's in my yesterday, he's in my tomorrow, and he's right here right now. Amen. And so God knows when he needs to show up. And this is a message that God deemed timely for the church. See, it, it's key to the prayers that are addressed right here, and praying uh, for individuals, praying for a nation, praying for you know a restoration into the into the will of God, into the right place with God, that 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 we turn to God, we return. To God with all of our hearts. We we turn to him and cry out. Today we talked about the name of Jesus. God told us that that is his name. And he is a strong tower. He is a fortress. If we will call on his name. He will come and he will welcome us into that strong tower. He will be that safe place for us. He will be that strength for us. And so we have to turn to him and cry out that name. Amen. Oh, we, there's power when we say the name Jesus. That's great. Oh, in times of trouble, sometimes that's all that you can do is just cry out, Jesus. Amen. Oh, but there's nothing more powerful that you can say. There's nothing that can do more for you than just calling on the name of Jesus. Oh, sometimes that's all that your heart can come up with is just saying, Jesus, I need your help. And I believe that we are vastly approaching a a time where we are going to need to call on the name of Jesus and run to him as a strong talent yes. Yes. <inaudible> 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 see we have to the, the, the second part of that is that not only can we call on him but we have to recognize God as our source for help and we have to turn our hearts to him completely And in, in the Old Testament, we can see so many times that, that God proves that partial obedience is still disobedience. You, you, can, you can look throughout the scriptures, you can see evidence. Just about every, every place you look, you can see where you either are being obedient or disobedient. Partial obedience is not enough. God wants us to be obedient. It was interesting in the time after the reign of Solomon as king, how the the Bible records all of the different kings that reigned over Israel and over Judah. And and as it talks about them, it talks about, well, you know, this one uh, pleased God. He he followed God's ways and God's laws and, and God blessed him and the people prospered. And then there were, those, there were those others that reigned, and it said they didn't do as God would, would have them to do, and they didn't please God, and, and they set up idols, and they set up groves, and they, they worshipped other gods, and, and you can always see how the, the nation went into decline, and that king was ultimately deposed. He was He was removed from the throne. Most of the time, he was killed. And then there were some That wanted to have it both ways They they wanted to please God And so they would would go and and take all the idols out of the land But they also wanted to please the people And they they wanted to have it both ways And so they they wouldn't tear down the high places They wouldn't cut down the groves And they they just wanted to, to compromise Oh, oh, that's not in my notes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord, don't let a spirit of compromise come into the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. 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 Woo. Yeah. Oh, Lord, don't let us allow compromise in our lives. God, your word is forever established. Oh, and let it be true, God. Lord, let it be established. Don't let that spirit get a hold of us. Don't let us buy into the the doctrines of the world. But God, let us hold true to your word. Oh, man, I I feel an anointing with that. Church, we need to hear that. Guard yourself, guard your families, guard your home. Don't let compromise come into your spirit. Amen. Hold fast to the word of truth. Mm. Oh, but they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't tear down the groves. They, they wouldn't cut down those high places. And, and they still allowed those places to remain. They would even, in some instances, they would go up to the high places that had been used for idol worship. All kind of perverse uh, uh, things that went on in those places. And they would go there and try to worship the God of Israel. They would go to those places and say, oh, Lord, let me come worship you here. That wasn't God's plan. That wasn't God's idea. Even in Solomon's life. Oh. We find at the end of Solomon's life how that he had been so faithful. He's the one that's saying this prayer. He, he started out so good. And he ended up marrying wives from different nations. Listen, women, I'm not saying this is the woman's fault. Please don't get me wrong. But he allowed the gods of that nation into Israel. And not only did he allow that, he ended up building temples for Baal and uh, Ashtoreth and Mole. He, he built these places where his wives could go worship their gods. And it affected him. And it, it came into the land. It, it became accepted in the land. And it displeased God. Mm. Anytime that the people of God Would turn from him and turn to other gods It always brought judgment Now today please remember that God does not change If God brought judgment for serving other gods He's still the same God And and how could he be a righteous and a just God If he punished one person for that sin And didn't punish others Thank God that we live in a time where his mercy, and his grace, and his forgiveness flows so freely. Mm. Now, today if you, if you turn on the news, you're going to see that there are two main groups of people that are being very vocal about a current event. yes i'm speaking about the supreme court ruling that was just given overturning the federal government's claim that there is a constitutional right for a woman to have an abortion listen this is not a political message this is a spiritual message right okay i'm not here trying to get involved in politics honestly I can't stand politics. Mm. We're in we're a time right now that is so pivotal for this nation. See the Supreme Court stopped short of making abortions illegal but they stated that it was a cause that must be handled on the state level and not the national level. Now some people see this as a win, some people see it as a failure. I really don't see it as either one. Hmm. I personally see it as a way that the Supreme Court sidestepped the issue. All that they did was said, we're not the ones that are going to make the decision. If you're going to get mad at somebody, get mad at them. Can you imagine a king that that didn't have the nerve to stand up and say, this is right and this is wrong. No one would follow him. Right. The people would have rebelled. Oh, but our, our, our federal government, our national leaders, are sidestepping issues that that go against the word of God because they, they fear the people more than they fear God. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anytime that government leaders refuse to lead And take a stand. The nation suffers. See and this action has caused people. On both sides. To become very vocal. And some have even become violent. And destructive. in speaking their opinions on this matter. In the Bible any time that sin was allowed to remain. There was judgment. God's blessing flowed to his people when they were obedient to his laws and his ways But if they would not obey His hand of blessing was removed from that nation And they began to suffer the consequences of their action This was done So that God's people, his creation Would see their sin They would see what they were doing wrong And they would turn back to him. God does not judge people because he hates them. He loves them. He allows things to happen in people's lives to open their eyes, to try to bring them back to him, to bring them back to a place where he can can bless them. He can can be with them. He can have that, that union with them. I told you that this is not the message that I chose. If you ever think that your pastor gets up and just pulls a message out of the hat, and, oh, this is what I'm going to preach today. Not so. I, I told God from the very beginning, God, if you don't give me a message, I'm not saying it. And so if you want your people to show up on a Sunday morning and sit there and not hear from you, all you have to do is remain silent because I'm not going to get up and talk on my own. And so this morning when I got up, oh, it was about 4.30 this morning. I was praying. I'm talking to God. The Lord began to speak to me. And as the Lord began to speak, I'm going, no, maybe not today, God, maybe something else. (laughs) But God said that. See, in prayer this morning, God spoke to me and, and, and he told me that today he has removed his hand off of America, because of their refusal to turn from sin. Oh, it's not just this this one issue that's caused God to step away. But it's the, it. it you know, used to we had a saying that, you know, it, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, most of us, that's not a relevant statement to us. None of us... None of you own camels, do you? Any of any ever, you any, any ever, ever used a, a camel or a donkey or anything to, to carry a load? And to, see. We, we don't do that. This is the thing that, that just today we would say it was the tipping point. That would be more relevant to us. It was that thing that just Pushed it over the edge, and God said, "Okay, I'm stepping back, and I'm going to let what happens happen. Not because I hate America, not because I hate the people, but because I love them enough that I want them to turn back to me. Mm. Church and." It is time, the Lord impressed me so strongly this morning that it is time for the church, oh it's past time, for the church to rise up in prayer. Not just in a little you know, Lord bless this food or now I lay me down to sleep type of prayer, but it's time for the church of America to stand up in in, in a fervent, God fearing, heartfelt prayer crying out to God for our nation yes, yes, amen. that effectual fervent prayer that one that avails much that's the prayer that we need for this nation today we need that today we need to cry out and call on the name of Jesus If America is to survive, we as a nation have to recognize our sin, we have to repent, and we we have to turn back to God. And church, we play a part in that because it is our prayers that are going to to go out and, and reverberate through the atmosphere of America to bring about that conviction. It's our prayers That are going to go out and reach into the lives of people that that are hungry for God. But are are bound in sin. Right. Mm. So today I'm asking you to join with me in consecrating yourselves. Dedicating time and energy to praying for this nation and its leaders. We need the church. To cry out to God for this nation. Church, it's time that we stand up and and pray for our leaders. That they would lead in the ways of God or be removed from power so that God can raise up another leader that will follow him. Right. Oh, and I'm, I'm not talking about any one person. Oh, please, don't leave here today thinking, oh, the pastor is just being political. I don't care what party they are I don't care if it's a man or a woman I don't care what race they are I, None of those things matter What matters to me is that There is someone that is a God-fearing man or woman That will stand up In the leadership Of this nation and will say Thus saith the word of God And this is the way that we must go Amen oh word of God that, that declares that God is the one that rises people up and he sets them down he's the one that establishes our ways oh and if we believe that then we need to start crying out to him and saying God our nation needs a change yes yeah, exactly. It's not going to be the the, the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or an independent party. God, we need you. We need a man or a woman that you call, that you anoint, that you can rise up, that can lead this nation into the place that it needs to be. You know, so many times we, we we read the scriptures, and and it talks about the people that are called by His name. We know that the scriptures referring to the nation of Israel, but remember, America is a nation that was founded on God. One nation under God. We were founded. On that principle. Amen. And it doesn't matter whether they're, they're in the sitting in the lighthouse or, or if they're in a in a courthouse or if they're in a, a little town hall in the middle of nowhere. We need leaders that will be God-led leaders. We need people that will stand up and that that will cry out to God and say, Lord, our nation is sinning. There is gross sin in our nation. There are abominations. There are things that have absolutely gone against everything that you stand for, God. Oh, I don't need to call the names of them. You know what they are. You know the sins of this nation. We have set up idols in the land. Oh, it's it's not, you know, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a molten image that we bow down to, but there are things that are so important and significant in people's lives in America that they will spend all of their money, their time, their efforts, their strength, Trying to attain that or trying to to do that thing. They worship them. To some it's it's as simple as as a a sports star, a movie star. Some it's wealth. Some it's power, fame. There, there, There are so many different things that we idolize. We, we don't even, we're not even bashful about it anymore. We call these people our idols. <laughs> even have the TV show, the American Idol. <laughs> wow, somebody can sing or dance. Woohoo! Really? That makes about as much sense to me as when the children of Israel wanted to worship the golden cow. I've got cows and I don't want to worship them. (laughs) Eat them, maybe, (laughs) not worship. them. Mm. Church. I just, I I feel so strongly in my spirit today. An urgency from the Holy Ghost calling us into a place of prayer for this nation. I I believe that we are about to see things in this nation that, that are going to turn things upside down. Oh, I know all the economists are talking about economic collapse. They're talking about, uh, you know, in in 2030, there's supposed to be a a great reset. When they talk about a great reset, they're talking about everybody starting over with with, with, with a monetary system. They're talking about that in 2030. So whatever you got in the bank, guess what? It won't be any good. The bills that you have? Who cares? They can't collect anything and, you know, they were all done in dollar bills, which won't be any good. They're talking about a great reset. I know that you've looked, because you live it every day, you look at the way inflation is hit. Things are rising. Prices are rising. It's amazing how the prices are rising, but the wages aren't. I, I I was talking with Sister Jennifer the other day, and and, you know, typically at our, you know, the place that I work, they give us a, a, a percentage every year of a, you know, pay increase. And I told her, I said, do you realize that every year I'm making less and less? And, and you know, we were talking about it. And I said, I, I know I make more money, but, you know, it doesn't keep up with inflation. And so I'm, I'm, I'm having less dollar value every year. And so are you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, I don't know. Some of us are so self-employed people. <laughs> listen, I, listen, it affects everyone. But church, there, there's two, there's two things that I want, I want to close with. Today. Two things that I want you to know. Number one, first. And foremost, I want you to keep this in the the front of your mind. Everything else pushed aside and keep this right there in your vision. It doesn't matter what America goes through. It doesn't matter what this world faces. It doesn't matter what happens with the economies. If you are a child of God, He's going to be your source and he's going to take care of you. not your provider. God's your provider. Yeah. Everything could dry up tomorrow and God's resources never fail. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the grocery store shelves are empty, God can send you quail. He can send you manna from heaven. He can open up a river in the wilderness. He can bring water from the rock. He can cause the meal there to never run out. He can just as a a flowery little story. trust me Satan knows the word of God that's why he twists it so much but what he doesn't want you to know is that God is going to protect his people and so he's going to try to bring fear He's going to try to bring, you know, a, a, a worry and depression and, and all of this pressure down on you, trying to make your focus be that this is a troubling time and, and what are you going to do? Right. Don't you buy into the lies of the enemy. When, when those thoughts start coming into your head, you say, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to put my trust in God and God's going to take care of me what happened? God's able. And he's faithful. And the second thing that we need to do is we need to spend our time, spend our our energy, our resources, on on crying out to God on behalf of this nation. Amen. Most of us live in in some sort of a neighborhood. I I don't know of anyone here that that lives out in the middle of nowhere with no one around them. If you do, God bless you. For he already has. But there are people that live all around you that, that when these troubling times come, they don't necessarily have the same protection that you have they're not serving God and don't have those blessings and that that shelter that they can run into right and so that's why we need to pray that's why we, we need to cry out to God on behalf of this nation and say God or whatever you've got to do do it but but Lord you got to reach people you got to let me be alive somehow God we got to reach these people because I don't want to go through it. I know they don't want to go through it, God. So, Lord, we need your help. Yes. You can't tell me that in Israel, when all of these, you know, all of this idol worship and all was going on, and, and all of the sin that was abounding in Israel, and God was at the point where He was fixing to allow the enemy to come in, that there weren't people there that that were still faithful and serving God and saying that's wrong and they shouldn't do that. You can't convince me. of that. I don't believe that everybody in the nation had been polluted that their lifestyle had been perverted by those things and I believe that there are people in America just like you and I that, that we love God we serve God we haven't turned our eyes towards those false gods and towards those things that are evil. Oh, and when we cry out, God hears us. So, church, I, I'm calling you today. I, I'm calling you to action. God has placed this on me to call you to action today, to spend time. Oh, not just, not just a little lip service. Please, please, don't don't just hear this message and, and walk away and go, I, well, I got the part about I'm I'm protected. Thank God for that, but also let the spirit of compassion move on you. Let the compassion that Jesus had as he walked to the earth and he saw these people that were suffering. Let that same compassion get a hold of you and begin to cry out to God and say, God, somehow we need your help. This nation needs your help, God. Oh, hallelujah. Stand with me today. Before we, before we're dismissed today, I want us just to take a minute and do just what I've talked to you about. I want us to call on the name of Jesus and ask God to help us, to help America. We are in a a time that is, it's a powder keg. There could be some very explosive and destructive events that take place even today that could. And God, we need your help. Lord, America needs your help. Let's let's just pray right now. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, I call on you right now, God. Lord, because you're the only one, God, Lord that can change the heart of a man. God, you are the only one, God, that can move in this situation, God. Lord, and bring change, God more change that is needed, God. More change that draws people back to you, God. Draws their hearts back to you, God. Lord, we need people's eyes to be open, God. Lord, and to see the truth of your word. God, we're crying out to you right now, Lord. Help us today, God. Oh, he has Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Lord, I pray right now for our leadership, God. Lord, open their eyes, God. Lord, God, I pray right now, God. Lord, that you would bring a spirit of conviction, God. Lord, that would move throughout our nation, God. Let those winds. Begin to blow, God. Lord, let it blow from the White House to Wall Street. Lord, all across this nation, God. Lord, let a spirit of conviction wash across the people, God. Lord, have mercy upon us, God. Lord, deliver us, God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we need you God. Lord God, we intercede right now. God. Lord, on behalf of this nation, God, Lord, let your mercy, God, reach us, God. Oh, Jesus. oh Jesus.